Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this was going to be radiology in the year 2025 because um, I did that most recently at a meeting. But I realized 2025 is like a lifetime away, and as Bill Gates would say, uh, predicting that far in advance, you're probably going to be wrong because you tend to underestimate what's going to happen. So I think I'm going to change the title of the talk to Radiology 2022 and look at what's ahead. Now, I know... And I said it before, that predicting is kind of terrible. Remember, I predicted in the early 90s that 3D would be mainstream in a couple of years, and it hasn't happened 30 years later. And uh, Lao Zhao, a Chinese poet, those who have knowledge don't predict, those who predict don't have knowledge. You want to be careful, great quote. Now, some people, even who should know better, don't know better. Charles Duell, who ran the patent office, wanted to resign because everything that can be invented had been invented, 1899. Tom Watson, the founder of IBM, maybe he's talking about IBM computers, but I think the world market is for maybe five computers. Mm, pretty good. And even Bill Gates, 640K ought to be enough for anybody. I don't think you have 640K on your keychain. Bill did make a better comment, I think, with is really very true. We always overestimate the change that will occur in the next two years and underestimate the change that will occur in the next 10. Don't let yourself be lulled into interaction, into inaction. And I think that's very important because there is a tendency, people get really psyched about something. Oh, my God, oh, my God, the driverless cars are coming tomorrow, and then something goes wrong, and, okay, they're never coming. Okay, no, 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 no. It's somewhere between tomorrow and never. That's a very big time gap. And then also great philosophers like Yogi Berra. You've got to be careful if you don't know where you're going because you might not get there. And that's a really good quote. Now, I've mentioned before that one of the key things about looking at AI and looking at where things are going in healthcare is the unknown unknowns, the things we don't know we don't know. And you could think about that, and I'll give you three words of people, Amazon, Google, NVIDIA. No one would have thought what they were going to do. Now, in Forbes magazine, in their 2025 prediction, which is be true in 2022 as well, they talk about the future of healthcare and the growth. And they talk about key technologies which are being developed now and the good news I've mentioned before for radiology is many of them, like brain-computer interfaces and precision medicine and 3D printing and digital avatars and artificial intelligence are with us now. And even the things I didn't uh, circle, nanorobotics and uh, wearables and uh, robotics and surveillance and population health analysis are all things going that are going to affect us. Now... In predicting, what I wanted to say is whatever I'm going to predict by 2025 and for the most part by 2022, um, these things are going to happen, whether it's selecting the appropriate exam for the referring physician, whether it's the patient scheduling themselves online that they were making a restaurant reservation, to how we perform the exams, how the technologist's jobs will change, to how it's interpreted, the role of AI as a secondary reader at a minimum to how patients get the information and the patients are logging on, which is happening already. And the reason I'm sure these changes will occur is because many of them are happening in other disciplines already. Again, the fact that patients should make their own appointments for most studies 
why not? You make a reservation at a restaurant now. You make your airline reservations. You don't call numbers to make airline reservations. You don't call a number to make a hotel reservation. You don't call a number to make a radiology re reservation. Oh, yes, you do. Well, you do, and you call for a radiology appointment, and you're put on hold, and then you speak to someone who knows very little. So what exactly are you replacing? You need to be efficient and improve the patient experience. And for many of these things, the changes are occurring so fast. We had a speaker a couple years back who said your competition at Hopkins is not Mayo Clinic and it's not Cleveland Clinic. Your competition is Uber because people love Uber. You just press the button, the car comes, it takes you where you're going, you know what you're going to pay, you don't got to pull out a credit card, you're not haggling. It's smooth. People want smooth and slick. They want it to be at their pace, under their control. Now, medicine, we always say we're different because we have FDA approval, and you can't get around that. But Godley went around the FDA till he resigned a few months ago, had been streamlining processes, so that's getting better. A challenge, of course, is when you're Google, you come up with a new product. When you're Apple, you come up with a new product. You charge what you want, which you think is what the market will pay. In radiology, someone else decides what we're going to get paid. And often it's not fair and it's unreasonable and new technology tends to suffer. And the truth is medicine is often a mom and pop operation. Even in big hospitals, it's still run like a mom and pop operation. Now, when you look outside of medicine, Computer Electronics Show, which I've been to the last couple of years and look forward to going January 2020 with Whitney, 25% of that meeting was on healthcare. But there was no Siemens, there was no GE, there was no Philips, there was no Canon. There were all of the other people who will make a bigger difference. And when you look at things they had, you had the smart fridge from Samsung looking at how you can control what you eat or the smart mirror looking for changes in your face in terms of skin, in terms of nodules, in terms of just general health. We talk about the integration of your apps so it can go back to your referring clinician who could monitor you. We talk about new healthcare uh, mergers and uh, workings together. We talk about the, the watch as a way of monitoring heart rate, but more than heart rate, blood pressure, more than blood pressure, arrhythmias, everything. You have your cardiologist on your wrist. We talk about L'Oreal UV Sense, where you can pick up how much sun you're getting so you don't get a sunburn. Diabetic socks, skin scanners, you name it. Now, when we talk about this, they talk about data. And really, what is changing in the world is we have so much data, we're collecting more data. How do you manage the data? Simply collecting data. If you have an Apple Watch and it measures 20,000 different things, but no one looks at it but you, that's not going to help your health. So it needs to be figuring out ways of not only collecting the data, but analyzing data in real time and intervening when there are changes that needs to be intervened upon. And so there are many things. And the themes about data for better health, at least in this chart, radiology is included. Or the medical tricorder, hello, Star Trek using the car as a way of controlling many of the things you do. Imagine sensors. Uh, you talk about the home being the health center. 
Uh, last year, some of the toilet companies were showing how they could monitor and look for blood in your urine and, or blood in your stool without you doing anything. The monitoring of your urine, looking for glucose, detecting early diabetes, all of the things you need to do without you doing them. And the house is meant to be the center of healthcare, and that's where things are going. Now, we had uh, people from CNET speak to us, but at the meeting they also made the point that technology must do four things. Transparent, which means it's out of the way. You need to do your, live your life, but it needs to be monitored. Intuitive, easy to understand not only how to use it, but why to use it. We want to know why, not just press this button. It needs to be intimate, tuned to the consumer, and constant. It's where we are. We don't need to carry one more box or one more watch or one more necklace. You got your phone, let it all happen there. Uh, what is digital health, also known as digital therapeutics? Monitoring, managing, preventing, and encouraging behavior change. It's all of the above. Now, you fast forward, you take that into radiology. So scheduling of patients, dictating of studies, how we dictate the studies and how they go out. We're going to be using Amazon Alexa. We had uh, David Abitsky a few months ago speak about that from Alexa, and everything he said is happening faster than he said it. How we bill, think Uber and PayPal, and think about marketing your practice, Facebook, YouTube, Yelp. Yelp is the evaluations. Look up your evaluation on Yelp. You may not be happy because people say restaurants suck, this restaurant's no good, the food was cold, the waiter was nasty. They also talk about your radiology group. The scheduling was difficult, the nurse was nasty, the front desk was nasty, the scanner was cold, the room was dark, the bathroom was dirty. You name it, you can read about it. And this whole Alexa thing, this whole, this device is whether it's Alexa or Google Assistant, you can imagine, you tell Alexa, I need to schedule a CT of my abdomen on a day when I'm free over the next two weeks. Alexa knows your schedule, they'll find the time. You'll also ask, is there any special prep? Alexa will make sure and if you need to get a prep for vert colon, they'll call up the pharmacy and get it delivered. And then you want to make certain when the study's done, you speak to your radiologist, your referring clinician, and Alexa will set up that appointment. It's been these articles like this one, electronic assistants like Alexa may let you live at home longer because now you have someone to help you even if you're by yourself. David Abitsky, here's the article. It just got published literally, so it was in press, but now it's formally doesn't change it. In the hospital context, Alexa could become an integral feature of patient rooms because it would allow patients to change the channel on the TV, listen to pre-recorded physician instructions, find out when their next dose of medicine is due, receive daily briefs on what to expect, and actively engage or respond to other aspects of their hospital stay. And after discharge, Alexa can aid communication between the patient and the medical team. Example, ask my doctor when I should change my dressing. Through machine learning, it may be possible for Alexa to figure out what patients want to know, but are reluctant to ask, and then provide that information up front. Specifically for radiology, home artificial intelligence devices could prove to be valuable tool for offering instructions to patients on how to prep for imaging studies and what to expect when they arrive at the imaging center or the hospital. Integrating Alexa or similar platforms into everyday workflow may free the radiologist from other time-consuming tasks. So it's going to help the radiologist, but equally or more important, it's going to help our patients. 
Now, I've mentioned this a little bit earlier. Look at these two groups of companies. Who's going to be more important to the future of radiology? It's Group B. There's not even a discussion. Group A does a good job. They build scanners, they build boxes, they build washing machines, and they build dryers. They're doing it better at lower dose. They're making it easier to use. They're doing a lot of really good things. So I only have positive things to say about Group A. But Group A are not innovative in the big picture of things. Group B is where you want to be. And for every reason, Group A refuses to deal with Group B because they're afraid that Group B will run them over. They might be right. Let me ask you a few other questions. Will Amazon or CVS or TBA decide to enter radiology? The answer is yes. And you can see the impact. Anthem made a decision that they're not going to pay for hospital visits in imaging. imaging. They want imaging centers because it's cheaper. It's going to have to be that way. And even the way radiology is being structured, think VGRAD, think RAD Partners. RAD Partners has over 1,400 radiologists and just got $700 million. And quality. We fumfer over quality because we don't want to insult anybody. Well, Walmart already has insulted some people. Walmart wants better imaging for their workers. They're willing to pay the money, but they don't want to go to crappy imaging centers. They want to go to the right place. They have a company now that's going to basically, uh, Covera Health is going to decide what places are good and where they should go. And if surgery for the heart is best at Cleveland Clinic or it's best at Mass General, where you go see Duke Cameron, you're going to go to Mass General. Medicine needs to be convenient. But when you're getting surgery and you want a good outcome, you better go to the people who get the good outcomes. And you could measure that. You want cardiac surgery, you go to Duke Cameron. I don't need to think about it. There's a lot of great surgeons in the country, but I don't even think. And I just say Duke Cameron, Mass General. Next question, next case. Okay, what else? What's the size of the radiology group going to be? I remember when I started, there was a radiology group of 10 people. That was a super group. Super groups, you know, usually we talk about uh, bands. So, you know, Cream. Cream was a super group. They were three. Okay? That was a super group. Eric Clapton, lead guitar. Okay? That was three. The Beatles, super group. They were four. Stones, four. Well, ten in radiology. But now Red Partners is a super group. They're super, super, super. They got 1,400 radiologists and they're growing. They got $700 million. They're worth $4 billion. They are growing. Radiology Partners, look at that little thing. This is from their website. Is the largest physician-led and physician-owned radiology practice in the U.S. with approximately 1,400 radiologists providing services to more than 1,000 hospitals, clinics, and imaging centers across 21 states with the infrastructure and capital to scale further. And they will scale further. You can ask the question, will you need more radiologists or less in a decade if AI becomes 100% perfect in 100% of cases, we get rid of the radiologists. No, it's not going to happen. Not for a long time. Radiology, radiology volumes are going to increase. It's an aging population. Also, let's be honest, we really are good CTMR. We tell a lot of information, particularly with training now in medical school, with less training, less hours, less surgery. They need us. Our patients need us more than ever. As patients are living longer from cancer, we follow them longer. CT, for example, is so good at in providing information about management decisions, it's critical. 
And, you know, at the end of the day, in terms of growth, new generation wants to work defined hours, defined number of cases. There's always going to be plenty of work. And yes, you could say when you look at my chart here, we're at level one where the radiologist reads. There's no doubt we will have AI helping us as a second reader, and we will do better and probably do faster. There was an article published about mammography that was some of the newer techniques with AI. You could be 20% faster. So maybe you need 20% less mammographers, but there's a shortage of mammographers, so there will be a balancing act. Will the computer replace us? In CT, I don't think so for a long, long time. And finally, what's the future of radiology technologists? Will we need more or less? I think what we will need is them to be better at what they do. The techs are so important. Some places now the techs, like Hoffman's, we do the flora studies, but at Penn they're reading the films in the ICU. What they do and what they will do will change. Now, some of the skill sets they will not need, it will change what they need. So Siemens developed this precise patient positioning. Even the best techs have a problem with this. Now the computer will make it easier. The computer with AI can help you predict the right study, how to do it, and basically do the studies. So perhaps the techs are going to have to do more than just pressing the button to scan the patients. Not that in any way they're pressing buttons, because if they were pressing buttons, then every tech would be the same. And I could tell you our techs are incredible. The biggest reason we're successful in CT is because of our techs. And it's very hard to get good techs. And only when you don't have those great techs do you realize the importance of the techs. Okay? And the last question, and we'll come back to this some more, will hospital and clinics continue to function like we do today? I don't think so. The head count, we have so many vice presidents. Every hospital has vice presidents. All you have is the doctors don't grow, the techs don't grow, the nurses don't grow, administration grows. And then we have so many people... Not that they're even overstaffed, which we are in many things. And other things, you're understaffed or you're poorly staffed or you're undertrained or you're undermotivated. Look at this chart. Look at the growth of administrators. They're growing. And look at the number of physicians. It's flat over 35 years. But administrators, look at their growth. 3,500%. Okay? Give me a break. The last thing we need is more administrators. We need to cut administrators, and that will cut costs. The more administrators you have, you are now more efficient. You're more inefficient. And then, of course, medicine needs to go and change technologies. And let's do this. Let's stop right here because we're reaching our time. And let me come back, and let's talk some more. And with that, I'll see you in a bit. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bye. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctisus.com, for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.